go and get a friggin' job and pay your own way like most Canadians do. Nobody gave us a friggin' dime to get what we have today. We worked our asses off. Trevor, you know we're right here, right? <laughs> yeah, we're here. We're listening. Man. That's not <laughs> your voice either, Trevor. <laughs> Why the heel turn? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? No, man. I'm just reading a comment. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. We thought it was only a matter of time before. <laughs> you, guys told, you guys told me to read the comment. <laughs> <laughs> and Trevor has been exposed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've been set up here. <laughs> In the heart of the One Dish with One Spoon Treaty Territory, Niagara's Sean Vanderclis and Carl Dockstader dish on any and all issues from a First Nations perspective. From pipeline politics to poverty to pan-Indianism and more, Sean shares his concrete curve lake take and Carl gives an urban Oneida angle. You are listening to One Dish, One Mike on the Niagara Podcasters Network. So for, for our listeners who haven't figured it out yet, today's episode is about the comment section and the internet trolls and the vitriol that is spewed about the internet against against First Nations people. So that's that's just a sampling of, um, I would say that, that any time an article gets posted in a public forum, that there's not going to be a reasonable level of public dialogue that's entered into the public space. Would you, would you say that's an accurate... Yeah, most definitely. It is the most accurate thing ever. Um, when when doing some research for this uh, episode, last night before I went to bed, I had the opportunity of just going through an article I posted on our Facebook page. Like 20 comments immediately came up that were drastically inappropriate. Um, I screenshot a couple of them. When we showed up here today, I wanted to, to uh, quote them. And it seems that uh, C- CBC is now... Uh, using a higher standard and deleting those comments. So kudos to CBC, just bad timing on my part because I really wanted to use them for today. Oh yeah. Well, and that, I mean, that, that's something that maybe CBC deleted them, but then again, maybe the commenters deleted them too. Like, I wonder, I wonder if people get wasted and say to themselves, <laughs> I'm going to go and spew the most hateful things on the internet that, that I can possibly think of. And there can't possibly be any downside. <laughs> they pass out and then, uh, then they wake up and, and, uh, realize that, Maybe that wasn't the best idea <laughs> to post those yeah. comments. So that, I mean, that that's part of it. Like, like, yeah, kudos to CBC because I think they were one of the first ones to require names. Yeah. Uh, full, proper names, right? Like, when I when I say stuff on this show, like, it's for real and my opinions can change. But I realize that, that yo, that's Carl Oxider going out there and saying, right. saying this, right? Yeah. Same with you. When you say stuff, like you're standing behind the things that you say. Yeah, exactly. Our name has been plastered all over our Facebook, all over this podcast, all over Niagara Podcasters Network. If we say something that you disagree with, hold us accountable. Yeah, put it in the comments. Leave a comment. Right? Say, you guys are idiots. <laughs> yeah. White lives matter. No, I'm just joking. Don't say that. <laughs> White lives matter. Blue lives matter. All lives matter. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a, maybe a different show. Though. Yeah. <laughs> so... I mean, that, I think that's that's a big change in the evolution of the comment section. And but I guess there was a time when you didn't have to put your name on. I think right. I think there's still a lot of sites. Like I still actually, if I'm reading comments on an article, which I now have built up the the thickness of skin to do again, because yeah. there was a time when I just couldn't. Yeah. Um, there was a, a well known. Um, do you remember the gentleman who went originally on? It was a pre contact diet. And he went on it for an entire year. He, he was okay. pretty well regarded. He was doing some work with the uh, Indigenous Diabetes Health Circle. Okay. And he was he was out there and he actually got covered in, in the National Post. Okay. So 
this guy says to himself that I'm just going to try pre-contact food and I'm going to try to improve my life and I'm, I'm going to try and have healthier outcomes. Wouldn't you believe that that that, that was the article that, that broke me for the comment section? Because it's in, it's in the National Post, which is already a right-leaning newspaper. Yeah. And people found every way they could think of to hate on this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you're racist against, against post-contact food. And <laughs> like, oh, yeah, your food's so much better. And like, oh, you guys were killing each other and eventually it, it just broke down and into your people were cannibals and yeah. your people were savages and your yeah. people were completely destroying each other and like all this stuff that, that was completely completely off topic and it had nothing to do with the fact that like there's this courageous young man that's trying to improve his life for the better yeah the media does its its job and and i believe telling a very compelling story but then they just allowed like pages and pages like like these things get it's not like you have one or two fringe people that are right. that are out there when you have a national article like I counted and there were at least a dozen different people that were not only not only making negative comments, but anybody who would try and try and defend this this yeah. gentleman, they would go out of their way to, yeah. to shoot him down. Yeah. It's it's a, it used to be almost like the wild, wild west when it came to comment sections, like anything went. Yeah. you say if you could say it, you could type it out. It was allowed. Right. Um I cry <laughs> literally every time I read the comment section. Like it, it is the most frustrating and aggravating thing I do in my life. Um, I literally have to mentally prepare to uh, to take that, that two second scroll uh, down the page just to see what people are saying. And uh, I guess on today's episode, we're going to hold these uh, these people to account. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. But it, but I think it's important not to underestimate the trauma. Again, is as racialized people, I mean, I just we just see the world differently, and and I don't know if I think there are a lot of great allies that are out there. Right. I think I'm not anti-white people, right? Like right. there, I have I have white friends, <laughs> so how could I be anti-white people, right? Hi, Trevor. <laughs> hey, Trevor. I can I can vouch for for uh, Carl in that regard because because we're friends, so. <laughs> So he has at least a white friend. Yeah. See, I have I have one white friend, so I can't possibly be anti-white people, right? I'm half white. So you have one and a half white friends. Oh, there we go. So we can totally round that up to two. Oh, there we go. Awesome. Awesome. I have several, Look at you go. several white friends. So um, I don't even know where I was going with that, uh, except that, that uh, I think the people that aren't racialized and that aren't indigenous don't see what we see. Like we we had a pre-show conversation about the police and how our interactions with the police are just different. Our interactions with healthcare are different. Our interactions with the justice system are different. And you better believe that our interactions with the comment section are are different. And I'll I'll be I'll be blunt. They're outright traumatizing. Right. I mean, with that being said, though, I don't think it's the responsibility of the informed to inform the uninformed. Do you know what I mean? If I want to learn something, if I know that I need to learn something, if I know that I'm lacking on something, like if I write a negative post and I get like 15 angry messages or like 16 little sad emoticons on my thing, I, like I know that I may have said something offending, uh, offensive. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the time to evaluate what I said, look into it a little more, and then post a follow-up. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Um, and that, but that's not what's happening with these people. These people are just shooting from the hip, just saying whatever that comes on their mind, comes to their mind, and then they're defending it, and they're, they're debating. Like, I've gone to numerous debates over the most ridiculous of things, 
um, and people just don't sway from their from their opinion. In, in my opinion, yeah, it is. I mean, and I guess that's that's the thing is that it's it seems like there is an art of being a troll. I, I watched. Uh, I think I reference a one Vox video uh, in every single yeah. one dish one mic. So the Vox video of this week that I'll be referencing <laughs> is the art of being an internet troll. And they actually there's like this six or eight minute video where they actually interview a guy who says, "Yeah, I just I just set out to to get in people's heads yep. and to mess things up and and to to." basically try and be as dysfunctional as possible for for the sake of being as dysfunctional as possible mm-hmm. and he goes through the whole process and and it, i mean if that were the case i'm i'm a sporting type myself i have yep. a little bit of a competitive streak so so i would engage in that but there there's a little more to it than that in in a lot of cases but but there i guess there is a there's a science to trolling right yeah most definitely i mean it's continuously being that devil's advocate yeah um which again, I'd be okay with if it was for for the sake of rounding out arguments. And, yep. Like I've become a better arguer from from the process of of engaging with with internet trolls on different topics. I don't know more was that was the rude awakening for for me. Yep. I mean, uh, I, I was obviously uh, I guess maybe it's not obvious to some of the listeners, but I was very engaged in the I don't know more process. Yep. I helped organize a few of the events that that we had happen locally, and so I myself became a target. But actually, bug you remember yep. you remember uh, uh, Jamie McGean? They that's. Where where the comment section actually became real life because they they started to talk about you know like we know where you live yep. and what are you doing and yep. why are you always whining and but it eventually got up to the point where where it turned to a level of of personal threats yeah personal him. attacks personal hates and uh, shout out to him because he's still standing strong he's still fighting that good fight he's still bringing awareness to numerous issues that are that are affecting first nations people um and indigenous people all across the uh, land so um i guess that's one good positive thing what doesn't kill him makes him stronger and he keeps going yeah he most recently was was featured in a lot of gta media outlets for his battle with the dollar store right like i i'm anti dollar store selling trinkets and and bullcrap with with canadian flags on it and and passing it off right like yeah. there we know artisans we've talked about this before the leona skies of the world yeah. that are out there trying trying to make the world a better place and then you've got the dollar store undercutting them with with made in china dream catchers it just yeah. breaks my heart yeah so but he championed that and he was featured in the media and again it 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 made him a mark so similarly i've mad respect for for jamie mcgean who who i mean you want to talk about thick skin yeah that's some thick skin right there that's that's good to see and he him and uh elizabeth sue were successful in getting the was it the onesie taken off from walmart oh that's right yeah they uh i want to say it was like three weeks after the dollar store incident there was a onesie that was um highly offensive to indigenous people and uh, really spoke to uh, children in care and the the crisis that's happening with us now and um yeah what did the onesie uh, say it, it was, was like a joke um something i can't remember what it said it's been around for a long time it's yeah, something like- it, it was a common theme um just highly indigenized with a phrase that was drastically um inappropriate and uh Again, within a week, it was taken off all the stores. Wal- yeah, I think Walmart, and then kudos to Walmart too for stepping up because they 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 saw that there was an issue, they recognized that there was an issue, and they took the necessary steps to remove it and uh, and do good by our people. Yeah, that was uh, uh, you're right. It was mm-hmm. it was again Jamie McGean mm-hmm. and uh, Liz Sue was featured on on national media. So yep. Niagara Regional Native Center's own Aboriginal Healing and Wellness worker uh, had had an opportunity to to go 
and to be, uh, to help spread awareness and to raise awareness and, yep. and everything else. So again, I, I mean, it's, it's, and, but the, the thing that, again, I don't know if our listeners see is that it, it was fundamentally wrong to make a onesie that says, I still live with my parents. That's what it was. Yeah. And, but it had all of this indigenous imagery all over it. So as if to, you know, imply that, that I, I still live with my parents because otherwise I may have been, may have been apprehended. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't do justice to the fact that almost, almost 30% now of the children in care in Niagara are indigenous, but yet we represent a little less than 5% of the population. Yeah. So, I mean, the apprehension rate for, for children is, is out of control yeah. and you have a frontline worker like Liz Sue that sees it. I mean, she, again, you want to talk about thick skin. Yeah. I mean, she, she's out there in the community and working with families and seeing honestly, a lot of the yeah. failings of the system. And then on, on her day off or whatever, she's going and, and picking up a couple, uh, you know, house, household items at Wally world. Yeah. And she sees this onesie, right? So she's got a fundamental choice and, and to try Try and bring it back to the, the comment section. They can now. She can either. She can either just sort of suck it up and go. Well, I don't want to be a mark, and right. I don't want to put myself out there. Or in her case, she can dig deep and have the courage to to take a picture, to share it on social media, and then to to follow that up right. by by being all over the, the CBC and the Huff Post for sure yeah. covered it, and and a bunch of other global covered it. A yeah. bunch of the, I think all the major media outlets. Yeah, one dish, one mic covered it. We yes. shared it a couple times. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Negro Podcasters Network too. <laughs> that's right. So the major, yeah. major, like there was the CBC, but then the major media outlet, yeah. the Negro Podcasters Network. Yeah, all over. See, and the thing with that is too, when you're when you're creating that change and you're putting yourself out there a lot of times you don't under you don't see um the backlash that's coming towards you so like uh, the amount of hate that jamie has received in the past the amount of hate that liz potentially has have has received um is probably unexpected at first they probably had no clue that by doing this good it's going to cause such controversy uh such backlash from from the people who who read the cbc and the uh, huffington post and um, even the st catherine standard too you know how many arg- arguments i've gotten into with people in st catherine's on the st catherine standard website yeah um but yeah it's it's just an unexpected an unexpected outcome when when tr- just trying to be a decent human being yeah no I, and i guess i mean this is kind of my last thing about jamie is that i do <laughs> I do remember when I a little more happened and he came and he, he wrote out a lot of the comments that were happening. But I think that what, what was important for him was that, I mean, he, he was sort of given a mandate to go out and champion these things because again, instead of saying like, like, Hey guys, this is too much, or this is, this is going to be a problem. He said, as long as, as long as I know that, that you guys have my back, then I'll continue to do this for you if you want. And it was one of our most well-attended community meetings for, for Idle No More. He presented what was happening and people, people stepped up like it was the men in our community said you know if if we have to do something then we'll do something the women in our community said if we you know if there's a way that that you need us to support you just just let us know and and it was truly one of those things where i mean it's almost like we were emboldened by the comment section right and and that's what i think keeps jamie doing what he does is just knowing that there's an army of people who who are saying you can't do this or that you shouldn't be doing this and that just it's literally like well watch me yeah. right sit back and watch me because i'm coming and i'm not going to stop 
he's so. he's the anti troll. Yeah. So, but I mean, he's he's sort of the exception to the rule because again, you uh, there's a there's a great uh, off post article written that says I'm I'm an indigenous person. I I am anti indigenous or or something like I I have anti indigenous viewpoints, but I'm an indigenous person myself. Mm-hmm. And they get into they get into the whole perspective about how they they've become effectively racist against mm-hmm. against their own people. Yep. They all they see is the homelessness and all they see is the hopelessness and all they see is the despair. And then the judgment sets in from having been raised in a culture where where all of that stuff becomes pervasive. So um, that and that I think is, that type of thinking is aided by the comment section. This right. this idea that that if you speak out in favor of what you think is a social wrong, at the very least you'll be called a snowflake. Mm-hmm. At the very most, every personal aspect about yourself could be could be exposed and brought out into the public light just mm-hmm. for making an internet comment. If, if you do not if you do not have a solid connection to your indigenous roots or your indigenous community, it is easy to find yourself in that position i i know members of my family who would second guess or would be first to make those native jokes because of their lack of knowledge and their lack of understanding and lack of knowing what it actually means to be an indigenous person yeah um and again to me it's another divide and conquer tactic that has successfully been working like these people um sorry to my aunt but my aunt specifically like she technically speaking is more native than i am when it comes to blood quantum but when it comes down to practicing our culture when it comes down to living living an indigenous way she is not that's not her lifestyle um and not to say that's wrong um but it's more so she grew up in an era and a generation where it was bad to be an indigenous person i mean thank god that the comment sections are relatively new yeah. I mean, we're going back to what the two thousands. Like, can you imagine the comment sections in the nineteen eighties, seventies, sixties, fifties? Like, what would they have said then? But and actually, I mean, that, that's a really interesting context because when when I think of like my dad's life, right, yeah. growing up, and and people didn't get university degrees when he got when he got university degrees, right? Yeah. He was an Oneida that grew up in in primarily in Buffalo, New York, mm-hmm. in London, Ontario, and and urban different urban settings. The comment section was walking down the street, yeah, right, exactly. The you know who are you? What are you doing here? And oh, yeah. you dirty Indian, get a job, and and like you would think that, okay, historically we've left all that stuff behind, but it's come back to life yeah, in exactly. 2017 now in the form of the comment section. It's, it's literally gone from the streets to, to our houses. Yeah. It's gone to my bedroom when I, where I bring my laptop or, uh, to the washroom where you bring your phone. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it. I was going to make a joke about not wanting to know what you do with your laptop in your bedroom. <laughs> Netflix and chill by myself. Oh, all right. <laughs> Quiet and edit. Yeah. So. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm exhausted today. <laughs> Defenders came out on Netflix last uh, the other day. Yeah, so I don't that, know that one. You don't know the Defenders? No, Come no, on. Sorry. Yeah, you know. Luke Cage. Oh, okay. Daredevil. No, I'm so behind on comic book shows. Okay. So I wonder yeah. if there's comments on comic book shows. Oh yeah, there, there's there's definitely anti Luke Cage yeah. comments. Yeah, that are out obviously, there. right? A black guy with a hoodie who uh, who's fighting the good fight. Yeah, it can't go well, right? Yeah, right. Trayvon Mon reincarnate reincarnated. Yeah, Trayvon Martin. Sorry, did I say Vaughn? Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Mon. <laughs> Just making up names. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. There. I mean, the comment, the comment section. At, at least it went from anonymous to you have to put your name behind it. And for a while, when they got rid of the, there's the anonymous comment isn't gone. 
but I won't, I won't read it. If it's, if there's an article and they still allow people to anonymously comment, like I think the, I think the national uh, post, is that, I think is that that super right leaning national paper, the national post? I think so. I think they still allow people to. Well, I think, I think you could create your own specialized account. Do you know what I mean? So I think the CIBC, the CBC subscribes to logging in with your Facebook. So you make a comment, that comment gets directly linked to your Facebook. Whereas other uh, websites, what they do is you can create an account with them um, and you can literally put what you want as long as the email is valid. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean that the person's real. Yeah. I'm um, not to say that a uh, Facebook person's real too, but there's a higher level of scrutiny associated with Facebook, right? Yeah. It's easier to check, easier to validate. Yeah. So, and, and I'm okay with that. Like it's, I'll weigh in on review articles yeah. now, right? Like, again, there was a time when even the Niagara Falls review, I didn't, I just didn't feel comfortable weighing in on an article uh, because the, the level of personalization yeah. and the level of attacking that, that would go into cool. like anything that involved indigenous people, like, like anything, like even like uh, our, our mutual friend, Samuel mm-hmm. Thomas is on the Niagara Falls wall of fame for accomplished artists. He's, he's a nationally recognized artist. Yep. He lives in Niagara Falls. Internationally. He's internationally recognized yeah he's he's done work all all over the world so he's very well regarded and and i don't know that this happened with any of his articles specifically but the type of article where someone like that would be acknowledged is the type of article that would become a magnet for for this type of hate speech right it's 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 ridiculous that someone's just out there and you know an indigenous musician wins an award and people are talking about all the handouts that help them get there yeah And, and being like the niagara falls review or the st catherine standard these are our neighbors these yeah. are people who live in my community. I could potentially walk down the street and see this person and the comments that they said, right? Um, it's, and for a while there, I was a little hesitant to actually post a rebuttal or to even engage. Um, well, and here's the question that I have. Would, would that person who wrote that comment, seeing you, know, seeing you uh, say they wrote a comment about you, yeah. they see you walking down the street, do you think they would say the same thing to your face? Yeah, exactly. They would not. No. And that's why they're cowards. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I uh in in the interest of research, unfortunately, Sean and I talked about this episode and and this is this is a big one. So, uh, in it didn't take long. It took me less than 5 minutes to go yep. on my Facebook feed and to find some research material. So, I went and looked and and a local Niagara resident posted an article, uh, an older article actually from 2014, but they reposted it in 2017 about the First Nations housing crisis. Yep. And the article is titled Canada's Treatment of Aboriginal People Faces Global Scrutiny, right? Like the UN rapporteur yep. came in and said, "Canada, you're dropping the ball here big time." So this local resident posts this article and I'll just, let me just rifle through a couple, a couple of the comments. So then again, our listeners can, can get an idea of the, the type of what, what we're up against. So one of the commenters says, I wish they would stop blaming, I guess they mean first nations people. I wish they would stop blaming everyone else and not themselves. They chose how they live their lives, even with the money they receive from the government. There, there's one comment. Uh, the one that uh, Trevor so uh, uh, eloquently acted out for us at the top of the show. Go go and get a friggin' job and pay your own way the way most Canadians do. Nobody gave us a friggin' dime to, to get what we have today. We worked our asses off. Um, 
there are more. Um, some of them aren't bad, right? Like there today, I went to the library with a dog to get a book. There was a lacrosse tournament and the family went in and they look good to me. Maybe I'm wrong. I see children who leave high school and they look good to me many times. So <laughs> I guess I guess everything's okay. Um, but then there's another one. The comment right after that is what a monstrous scam. Yeah. The comment right after that is don't they get a special Indian discount card to waive taxes on, on consumer items? Um, there, uh, oh, here's one that says, yeah, that's whitey they're talking about. Uh, <laughs> in any case, nobody but the residents of the place trashed that house. Um, quote, Canada's treatment, unquote, quote, Canada's record, unquote. That's whitey as far as Amerindians are concerned. <laughs> uh, oh, and here goes this guy again. Yeah, that's whitey they're talking about, like just digging in, yeah. like just waiting for someone to take yeah. the, I'm going to say whitey in every, every other comment until somebody, somebody takes the bait. So here he is again uh, saying it's easy to blame Whitey, but Whitey didn't trash the house, nor did Whitey choose satellite TV over regular house, <laughs> house maintenance. So uh, I love satellite TV. <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. <laughs> so uh, yeah, those are, I mean, those are some of the common themes yeah. that, that all we do, I guess, is, is again, sit around with our special Indian discount cards, blaming Whitey for, for all our problems. That's, yep. Uh, and it's just not true. I mean, take the time to research, take the time to do, I don't know, expand your horizons, go outside and introduce yourself to an indigenous person, go to your local friendship center, go to, um, any first nations organization or indigenous organization and, and just meet somebody, right? Like, <laughs> like what, it, what these, this is just ignorance. It's a lack of education. It's a lack of, it's willful ignorance at this point. Yeah. Um, I could tell you anything you want to know in the world in like two seconds. I have my laptop in front of me. You name it, I can find it. Why the hell are you posting comments like that? Like, right? Like, why is this? I don't know. Yeah, people people do definitely need to educate themselves. Another one here, I'm going to mention it because it has a connection to the show directly. They, uh, there's a gentleman who says, and the MP for the area, Charlie Anus, does squat but keeps getting reelected every time. Like he doesn't, he doesn't do nothing about it. He, he's dedicated his entire life to First Nations yeah. issues. He's written written multiple books on it yeah. he when we were just a fledgling podcast with with a few dozen listeners he came on our show and that helped us balloon into yeah. the dozens and dozens and dozens of listeners that we have now so he he made the time yeah. to, to come out for us right yeah. because first nations issues matter to him so supporting the show matters to him supporting the people in his communities matter to him yeah. he gets reelected every time because he's he's got an almost impossible puzzle to try and solve yeah. but that doesn't deter him from from yeah. continuing to to work for our people and he's borderline about to become the leader of the new democratic party according to the last poll yeah right 42 percent yeah the the eligible voters are in support of him yeah so so we we could have the next prime minister of canada that was right here on one dish one mic so we go from two dozen listeners to three dozen listeners to six Six dozen? Six dozen? Or does it go back down to six listeners? Possibly just... overnight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sweet. <laughs> uh, yeah, there there's a lot of there's a lot of a double standard anyways. And and I do if if it were all just people that were sporting trolls like 
like the guy from the Vox video, I, yeah. I could forgive that. But the it, it does deal with some of the underlying resentment against First Nations people. And, yeah. and I think it underscores the fact that that racism is real. There are real people out there in the community that, that hold these attitudes. Mm-hmm. There are other people like there. There are some people that tried to weigh in on this article and did yeah. did try and, and explain that they're the, this is a fact supported case mm-hmm. that the First Nations housing crisis was not. It's not the responsibility of First Nations people to fix. It's not a problem that they created. There, there are maybe some cases in some scenarios, like with anything in the world, where some people of First Nations descent could have made better choices. But anybody who's like opened a book <laughs> could realize that because of generations and generations and generations of a colonial residential school system that, that premeditated all of this and the ultimate betrayal of the treaty process by, by Canada to first nations people are all of the factors that, that have now directly rela- led to things like, like the housing crisis, mm-hmm. but that doesn't play well in the comment section. No, no. Uh, I mean, this speaks to the education system that we currently have in place too. Um, these issues should be taught in school, high school, college, university. These, uh, this is our reality, right? You learn about economics in class. You learn about civics in class. You learn about social studies in class. Um, but how is that really preparing you? Um, well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just frustrated. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess it's easy. It's easy to get frustrated. Yeah. It really, I, I've lost sleep. Um, and I, I've spent time having to really reflect on the comments and I mean, it's, it's affected my, my health and welfare. I mean, you know, you could, you could spend sleepless nights and, and I mean, uh, you could get levels of anxiety and, and things that that are just, I mean, these are, these are real things Mm -hmm. that happen. And, And again, it's, I'm, fortunate that I have a great support network and mm-hmm. I have people surrounding me and I can access all the people that, yep. that Jamie access to, yep. to say, you know, Hey, keep, keep carrying on and, and doing the things. But, but a lot of people don't, don't have, have yep. that support network and the comment sections are, are simply drowning, drowning them out. So, and just for our listeners out there too, um, not to put Carl on a pedestal, but he is a bona fide leader within our community. He has been elected several times to the Niagara Regional Native Center Board of Directors. He stood up for various causes like Idle No More. He was a recent guest speaker at the Standwish um, Charlottesville protest, um, that protest uh, standing in solidarity with Charlottesville. Um, he's one of our leaders out there in society. And for him to be losing sleep and for his personal health, to be affected can you imagine the other people out there who do not have the supports that he has or is not as thick-skinned as he has is um it's just it's you can understand why people would not want to identify with with their being indigenous or being metis or being first nations or being uh inuit you could you could understand why like if, if i'm going to be shamed left right and center every time i open up a facebook or every time i open up my facebook or every time i read a, a comment section is it worth it yeah no it's not fair this is the time of the show where we do something called the traveling thought so uh we're borrowing i'm i'm hadanashone and sean's anishinaabe for our listeners that don't know learn about that because pan indian pan indianism is bs so, do you know we got through a whole comment uh, section or an episode about the comment section without swearing? Do We're we? actually going to get a clean rating on this. Yeah, are we? Yeah, we got through. That's oh, amazing. So <laughs> maybe that'll be my traveling thoughts. That, uh, but but in all reality, I think it's bullshit. 
and it's smashed. <laughs> and the troll is back. How <laughs> <laughs> Whitey thinks it's bullshit. <laughs> we can cut this part out. Nope, it's staying in. Yeah, it's staying in. That's that's got to stay in now. So, uh, we anyways, <laughs> we do something on this show called the traveling thought for our listeners that are out there, and it's it's akin to the traveling song where we try and send people away with with well wishes and with the best of intentions and with something positive and uplifting. Which we're gonna have to dig deep, I think, in a comment section episode, right? Is to find something positive. I don't know. Are there? <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna put you on the spot and ask you if you want to go first with your. Well, I think the uh, most appropriate thing to say would be a barney's i love you song <laughs> i love you you love me it's a thing of beauty <laughs> yeah right um so my traveling thought is essentially this if you're not going to say it to my face don't post it on a comment section don't post it on my facebook don't post it anywhere if you do not have the balls to tell me to my face then save your fingers you don't need to get carpal tunnel over that also, to do your research, it's okay to have a wrong view. It's okay to have an uneducated view. Um, but when you get called out for that wrong and or uneducated view, don't don't take offense to it. Learn from it. Um, we make mistakes all the time. I've, I misspeak all of the time. Um, it's a part of being human. It's a part of uh, growing up. It's, it's a part of life. So embrace it. Love you guys. Well said. <laughs> what? That's your thing. Yeah. Are so. you trolling me? <laughs> <laughs> my my traveling thought for the day is I mean, I just wanna I just wanna echo Sean's sentiments and say that uh, don't don't get your information from the comment section. If you're out there and you're reading the comment the comment section to get your facts, then then you're making a grave error and doing an injustice to to larger society. So please do your homework, folks. Again, there's we're lucky enough to have two friendship centers in in the Niagara region. So visit either of the friendship center and find an opportunity to attend a social, attend a community event, get to know people from from the indigenous community locally, and take that opportunity to to educate yourselves and whatever you do don't feed the trolls dun, dun, dun. well said thanks buddy yeah this has been one dish and one mic with carl Oxtater and sean banderclass right here on the niagara podcasters network in the pop-up podcast studio located here at cowork niagara home of niagara's independent workforce you have a fantastic voice <laughs> thanks buddy love you guys peace out nagitwa Thanks for listening to One Dish, One Mike on the Niagara Podcasters Network. Your hosts are Carl Dockstader and Sean Vanderclus. Recording is done at the Pop-Up Podcast Studio at Cowork Niagara, home of Niagara's independent workforce. Executive producer is Trevor Twining. Production assistance by Daniel Twining. Show artwork by Mitch Baird. Music by DJ Shub, used with permission. If you have show ideas or comments, you can reach us on Twitter at Niagara Podcasts.